0: Cats Podcast. Ready? Let's go.
1: Welcome to the Community Cats Podcast. I am your host, Stacy LeBaron. I have been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we're speaking with Chelsea White. Chelsea is a host, writer, producer, comedian, and cat enthusiast living in New York City. She's the co-creator, executive producer, and host of the Bravo digital series Adulting by Bravo and weekly Facebook Live talk show What a Delight with Chelsea White and co-host of the New York Times recommended dating podcast Ghosted Stories and, most importantly, creator and host of cat-positive web series Show Me Your Kitty, which MTV called more entertaining than a laser pointer on a sack of catnip. She lives in Astoria with her cats, Tanuki and Miranda Hobbs. Welcome to the show, Chelsea. Hi, Stacy. Thanks so much for having me. I'm thrilled to have you. You're my first YouTube star that I have had on the show. Oh. <laughs> we've had folks like Hannah Shaw and iMosha was part of our online cat conference. So we've had, I would say, personalities that have a lot of exposure on YouTube, but you are our first cat show. But before we jump in and start talking about the cat show, I just want to find out a little bit more about you. Sure. How did you get crazy about cats?
0: Oh my gosh. I I wish this could be a conversation I had with somebody every day of my life, by the way. So this is magical. I want to tell strangers on the street about why I'm a crazy cat lady. I have been a crazy cat lady as long as I can remember. I grew up in a cat household. We always had cats growing up. So yeah, they were always my favorite. I always identified as a crazy cat lady, even from a young age. And I don't understand why the term crazy cat lady gets a negative connotation. You know what I mean? It's like I used to do stand-ups. I feel like I'm inadvertently going into a bit here. But I used to talk about on stage like crazy cat ladies get a negative connotation. But listen, you know, we're out here. We're single people raising these cats all by ourselves. Like that's a great thing, you know? (laughs) right <laughs> but yeah I grew up with cats and then I actually so as you mentioned I live in New york City I lived with roommates as most of us even into our, our later years live in roommates because of the crazy run here in New York City but about six years ago moved into my own place I loved my roommates and all my roommates were still good friends to this day but um I moved out solely because one of my roommates was allergic to cats and I've never wanted kids but I've always been obsessed with cats and I, <laughs> I remember sitting my roommates down and Telling them like, look, I need a cat. My cat clock is ticking. Like I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> like I literally, the way some people think about cats, I, or I'm sorry about kids. I literally remember thinking like, oh my god, like I'm about to be 30. If I, you know, if I need to get a cat soon into 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 my life. Um. So yeah. So I moved out solely so that I could get a cat. So I got my first little kitty tanuki, and actually my ex who, thankfully, were still good pals. My ex got Tanuki for me. He was my first little guy. My firstborn. <laughs> and then uh, a couple years ago, I adopted Miranda Hobbs. And I gotta tell you, I don't. are you a Sex in the City fan, Stacey? Uh, I used to watch it a long time ago, but I didn't really follow through it. So for anybody, any of your listeners who aren't familiar, yeah, Miranda Hobbs is my favorite character from Sex and the City. That's the character that Cynthia Nixon played. And uh, yeah, I just thought that Miranda Hobbs needed to be honored in cat form. And I gotta tell you, it never gets old hearing somebody else say her name. It just always <laughs> makes me giggle. Like when you know, when you were reading my intro, she, you know, has two cats, tanuki and Miranda Hobbs. I'm like, it really <laughs> makes me laugh when like the vet calls too, you know. She's like, Miranda Hobbs is due for her shots. I'm like, I love it. <laughs>
1: What kind? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's great. I actually named one of my cats that's no longer with us anymore, Steffi for Steffi Graf,
0: the tennis player. Oh, yes. I love that. I love a human name on a cat. It's the best.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And you, you know, touched upon the topic. Crazy cat ladies are out there in a variety of different ways. And you had mentioned the fact that you've done some foster care in the past. Yes. You know, we have a lot of stresses for those of us that are in the rescue world. There's a lot of hard work that goes on a lot of late nights for the folks that are out there trapping community cats there are a lot of community cats in New York City as well as obviously all around the world and being a comedian you got to be able to let loose unfortunately there's a lot of mental health issues in the industry too yes being a stand-up comic you
0: could provide a lot of relief for folks yeah I mean that's one big reason I kind of got into that whole world I started doing stand-up as what I hoped would become a platform for me to do hosting which is what I'm doing now and I don't want to take too too much of a left turn away from cats, but since you brought up the mental health and the laughter providing relief, I also have Tourette syndrome and obsessive compulsive disorder. So that's along with cats, my other big passion is destigmatizing, you know, and dispelling the stereotypes around disorders and uh mental health issues, which Tourette syndrome in particular is a neurological disorder and as is OCD. But yeah, I'm so passionate about talking about those subjects to normalize them. So my stand-up is like half neurological disorders and half cats. <laughs> (laughs) Well, it's a great combination.
1: I just had a period where my mother was suffering with severe dementia.
0: Oh, no, I'm so sorry.
1: She didn't have a live cat, but she had what I called a dementia kitty. That was her best companion. You could turn the cat on and it would purr and it would blink and it would meow and all that other stuff. It was a great support to her. There's a lot of stigma in the world of dementia, too. For sure. So you're covering a huge population when you're talking about trying to bring some relief to everybody. And I think that swinging back in into animal welfare there's so much seriousness and so many things that we see that are disturbing and many professions are like this you know we just need to try and find ways to release in different ways and laughter is one of the best ways to do that absolutely hey everyone Hooch and I are here today to talk about Dr. Elsie's cat litter Dr. Elsie's cat litter is known to be the best litter on the market and Hooch agrees Many of you know that Hooch was a foster cat of mine that I adopted while at the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. We did use the Touch of Outdoors litter as we transitioned him from being an indoor-outdoor kitty to an indoor-only kitty. I'm thrilled that Hooch found his home with me, but there were many times when folks would call me saying their kitty didn't use the litter box. I was also thrilled that Dr. Elsie's Cat Attract litter came out as it gave me a resource to share with others that was affordable and in most cases successful in keeping this kitty in their home. As a special benefit to Community Cats podcast listeners, Dr. Elsie's is offering a rebate up to $20 off your first bag of any Dr. Elsie's litter. Just visit drelsies.com/communitycatspodcast forward slash Community Cats podcast to print your rebate or fill out the online form. Try Dr. Elsie's today and you won't regret it. So, you said you went into being a stand-up comic with the hope of hosting a show, and it sounds like you host several shows. Tell me about Show Me Your Kitty. Yes. Why did you create it? What is it all about? And what do you
0: hope with the show? So, Show Me Your Kitty came about for a few different reasons. You know, in this business, it's really all about creating your own vehicles and creating your own content, and to sort of hope that people discover it, and it leads to then hopefully paying me more money so I can adopt more cats, you know? So you know one day I was sitting down really thinking like I'd love to kind of start a project of my own like a project that I could self-produce and I also work in television behind the scenes writing and producing as well which is a lot of fun but it's even more fulfilling to kind of be at the helm of your own vehicle or your own self-produced project so I just thought cats were the obvious choice being one of my greatest passions. and I love coming up with silly catchy or like punny names and show me your kitty just kind of pops into my head and it made me laugh out loud. And I ran it past a couple of my friends and they were like, Oh my gosh, you have to do this. The conceit was just truly nothing brings me greater joy than meeting cats. I love to do exactly what you're doing exactly what this podcast is about Stacey just talking to people about their love of cats. And you know, listening to people talk about their cats, I decided let's get out there and make an excuse for people to let me into their homes and meet their cats. (laughs) And meet them
1: too. exactly. I've watched several of your episodes what these folks do
0: for their cats is wild <laughs> oh my gosh it's absolutely and everyone like has such a different story in terms of how the cats came into their lives and exactly like you said how the cats you know live and the ways they're treated uh treated meaning like treated to special things and you know like the way their owners go out of the way for them i love it so yes yeah, so the show is just simply me in people's homes basically doing this podcast but on youtube asking about their cats I've had so many amazing guests but the ones I love to brag about are the ones that rose to this enormous fame after they did Show Me Your Kitty, which is, of course I'll take credit I know that <laughs> their appearance on Show Me Your Kitty was what catapulted them uh, Aquafina, who's now, I mean like starring in a blockbuster movie, she was one of the stars of Crazy Rich Asians and also Ocean's 8 and she's currently in the movie The Farewell, so she was a pal of mine from working in television together and she got to do the show and then became this enormous star and maybe I don't know if this would be in your listener's demo, although I don't know what your listener's demo is, but um, there's a show on Showtime called Jesus and Miro. I don't know if anyone listening is familiar, but Jesus showed me his kitty, and it's just so funny because they're like these, you know, cool, hip city guys who like talk about pop culture and like have this really interesting point of view. And it's so funny to then flip that script and the juxtaposition then of Jesus showing me his kitty. Right. You know, I mean, he's definitely obviously a friendly guy, but you wouldn't by watching. Watching Jesus and Mira's show, think like, oh, obviously, Jesus is a cat guy. I've gotten so many fun reactions from that episode of being like, wait, Jesus is a cat lover? You know, it's kind of so against his persona. So that's always fun too, seeing this other side of people that maybe isn't a part of what their public persona is, and you go behind the scenes and there are these total, you know, mushballs for their kitties.
1: So when you meet with these folks, I assume you might in some cases get a sense of their backstory. Are most of these kitties rescued kitties or are they from breeders or like all over the map?
0: Great question. I have never had a guest on Show me Your Kitty that, yeah, no, I don't think any of the kitties were purchased. I'm trying to think. Oh my gosh, because I feel like that would stick with me. I actually don't know if I've ever met a kitty from a breeder in my life outside of this show or not. And now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it's been really great to see that as far as all the kitties that have been on the show i'm pretty sure all of them were adopted from a rescue or i mean i've
1: also rescued from my backyard right there's a combination of ways to rescue cats right right
0: right yeah i think they were all in some capacity from shelters or from friends who had the litter Do you have any memories of the least cooperative kitty? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So (laughs) um, we had one kitty. It was uh, Lane Moore, who has a great book out, How to Be Alone. Pretty sure is the name of it. Her poor little kitty, Kathleen Hannah is the kitty's name. Kathleen did not make an appearance until the tail end, no pun intended, or maybe pun intended, of the episode. We did the entire episode with Lane's roommate trying to coax the cat out from under a table and then at the very end we got her for a split second but that was the most diva-like kitty but that also you know our policy on Trim Your Kitties is we're not here to make the kitties sad so if a kitty wants to hide you know I respect that right I I love to have the kitty at least for a moment so we can see and then we let the kitty you know run and be free but some of the cats love it and want to sit in the owner's lap or on the couch you know for the whole episode we definitely have that as well but I'd say most of the kitties they're chill for like two seconds and then they're like, what is this? I don't want to be a part of this. then <laughs> They go about their day and we just talk to the owners.
1: From the owner's perspective, anything interesting, like one owner has a certain attitude about a cat and the other one is totally in the other field or is everybody sort of on the same plane with their
0: cats? The thing that comes to mind for me, I guess, is in terms of when there's a couple involved. A lot of times, I think I've had maybe only like two or three couples on the show. And um, in one instance that I'm thinking of, Damien Fahey and Gracie Mercedes, part of this last season three, Damien is the cat man. And he had two cats when he met his now wife, Gracie. And Gracie was a dog person. And not to say that, you know, she was against cats, but she was just maybe wasn't as familiar. You know how it is. It's like, and that's tell I was with dogs growing up, because the only dog I knew growing up was our neighbor's dog. It wasn't well trained. It was so big. I was a little kid. And so that was my first introduction to dogs. And I, for many years, even into adulthood, was kind of nervous around dogs because that was my initial exposure to them. And then, of course, as I got older and met other dogs, I was like, oh, they're great. But I feel like it's a lot of that way for cats, too, you know? And I don't know if that was in particular for Gracie, if she had a negative cat experience, but she just was never really a cat person for whatever reason. She meets Damien, and he's like, surprised, I have two cats. And she was like, ugh. And she, she had, a, had a little doggie who sadly recently passed, but he is part of that episode if you check it out. Yeah, so it's so funny to hear their dynamic and they talk about it on the show, you know, in terms of like Damien's this, you know, total softy for his little kitties and Gracie sort of had to like ease in and then now, of course, is totally in love with these kitties. So it's fun to see that. And then like having the dogs and the cats get together, blend Mm -hmm. the families, you know, And see how the cats relate with a new addition to the household and all that stuff. Exactly, exactly
1: you know, if you were going to share some sage advice or information for the folks that are out there volunteering, doing foster care, we've come off of a hard summer. A lot of folks have been uh, doing a lot of kitten foster care. Put yourself in the shoes as the crazy cat lady who's also out there rescuing and trying to help kitties in their community. What sort of advice would you give them?
0: Oh my God. Well, first of all, thank you so much to anyone listening. can't say enough. It's just so important to be out there doing that kind of work. And especially this somewhere where i don't know about other parts of the country but in new york city we're having this insane heat wave so oh my gosh that just adds another layer not only for the people out there rescuing and everything but for the kitties you know you think like oh my goodness they're just out there in the elements so, i don't know i don't know if i have any sage advice that would be of any benefit but i'll just give a, a big thank you and please keep on keeping on and tell a friend I have a friend who constantly is fostering kitties and her resident cat is sort of known as this like foster cat dad. You know, he (laughs) just loves the foster kittens, takes to them so well, does a great job nurturing them and socializing them before then they can go to loving homes. And unfortunately, I did try fostering one time and my kitties weren't as into it. So, you know, it's hard when you have the resident cat, it sort of sometimes makes it difficult. So I wish I could be doing even more. so I'm so glad for the people who are.
1: Well, maybe one time for one of your shows,
0: you can do Show Me Your Fosters or something like <gasps> that. Yes! <so> good. <laughs> and I, I thought about doing that or going to, um, oh my gosh, you know what? Actually, there is an episode in season one where the friend I'm talking about, Chandler, she had foster kittens that she showed off. Wow. Um, Yeah, she did now that I'm thinking about it. But yeah, I've thought about doing that too, like going down to the ASPCA or something and doing like, you know, Show Me Your Kitties for Adoption. So hopefully in future seasons, we'll see some of that. As
1: well as folks that have the kittens in there, homes and the foster yes. homes and how they set it up and how they do try and keep things separate from the resident cats absolutely a lot of people foster kittens in their bathrooms which it doesn't sound super <laughs> exciting for kittens it's really the best place in the house for them because they're not going to get under beds and in trouble and all absolutely. that kind of stuff it's more contained environment but you know being in New York City obviously space is tight Ooh. it's really 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 tough you know even in a bathroom you're you're climbing over them so I
0: know it's a lot
1: it's tough it's I totally get it you're making an an incredible lifestyle commitment to do it. There are folks out there that are willing to make those Absolutely. sacrifices. Uh, one thing I can't imagine doing myself because I worship my sleep so much, even though my cat Hooch does wake me up at four o'clock every morning, is the whole bottle baby, bottle oh, baby yes, kitten I thing, know. which amazes me what folks can do with those little tiny kittens. I admire the work that everyone does. i much rather have a, somebody hissing and spitting at me than needing to be bottle-fed every couple of hours and looking so vulnerable and me being so responsible. Uh, but everybody picks their passion. I mean, there are other people who will only do bottle babies and they won't do like a feral kitten or an older cat. I have a soft spot for the old cats. So anybody who came in the shelter that was 10 years of age oh, or older, I'd be like, oh, I can't have them here. I, I need know. to bring them home. We all have our, our soft spots. And then there are the folks trying to track the last cat in the colony and they're sitting there with the drop trap. So my vision with creating this podcast, and I would also say put this in the loop for your show, is that when you're out there and you're sitting in the car and you're waiting for that last cat to go under that trap and you're <laughs> swearing because the cat's taking so long to go under that trap, tune into YouTube and watch your show.
0: Where would folks find your show on YouTube? They just search for it? If you just type in showmeyourkitty.com, that will direct you to links out to all the different episodes. Or if you can search for Chelsea White on YouTube and fun. Actually, I don't know. I feel like I've actually searched Show Me Your Kitty specifically on YouTube and gotten some weird stuff in addition <laughs> to my stuff. Okay. But, but if you go to showmeyourkitty.com or you know search for Chelsea White on YouTube and then you'll see the playlist of the episodes. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Oh, my gosh. I mean, thank you for also being crazy cat people along with me. I'm so glad to be part of this community now. Stacey, thank you for curating this podcast. And um, no, I think that's about it. I hope that if people do seek out Show Me Your Kitty, they enjoy it. I will say some episodes are very family friendly. Some are probably not safe for work. Some can get edgy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So best watched in the car at midnight when you really need a laugh. I would say when you're you're feeling down and out and
0: frustrated, it's the time to do show me your kitty yes i would say if maybe don't let the three-year-olds watch until you screen and find the ones that are family friendly but yeah excellent
1: well chelsea i want to thank you so much for uh, spending some time with me today and for agreeing to be a guest on
0: my show and i hope we'll have you on in the future oh my gosh thank you so much stacy and thanks to everyone listening
1: thank you for listening to a community cats podcast i would really appreciate it if you would go to itunes leave a review of the show it will help spread the word to help more community cats.